Well, welcome to this week's podcast of Lives Transformed. Dr. Jim Richards is with us. Alongside me right here is my beautiful wife, Audrey. And I just want to say thank you to all of our faithful listeners. Mm -hmm. Audrey, we don't do this often, but I want to do a shout out. Okay. Can we do that? I love it. Because just recently we spent a week with my family. Mm -hmm. I'm from Michigan. Yeah. And uh, you had uh, hours of riding in the car. Quality time. Yep. Quality time. With our niece. Driving to the UP with our our niece, my my niece, Mindy. (laughs) (laughs) Mindy is an amazing girl who's done so much hard work. She Mm. is in her 30s. She has invested in her life in such a way that it just makes me so proud of her. I'm just happy for her because when you invest in your life right. um, and in your heart, you really experience God and the peace mm-hmm. that he has to bring. Yeah. And so, hi, Mindy. Yeah, and she just made mes- mention that she listens to every podcast yes. and they are extremely I guess we're going to find out if she really listens. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Jim, it's good to see you this morning. Man, it is good to be here. I'm looking forward to doing this. Uh, you know, every, every week I get in incredibly encouraged just from us doing these things together i do too uh, and but you know it's kind of interesting you, you just talk about her doing you know doing heart physics you know because of the the impact unlimited thing and you've, you've let your people know about impact unlimited and that's yes. something that's something that if people want to participate in they can get to it through your live transform site Mm-hmm. Because you guys are going to be coaches on that with us. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've handpicked my what I my most experienced, seasoned heart physics coaches that have a lot of experience working with people, and and so we've got we counting you two. There'll be six coaches that are just the cream of the crop. That will be uh, every week when not only every, not only every week will we have this live thing and you, you guys won't be there always for that because you travel. But but you guys will be helping us respond to questions mm-hmm. and comments and posting your own inspirational things on here for the people that are going to be going through essential heart physics with us. Yeah. So I got all and that. And I love this support with the face. Like, I love the support that you've set up for everybody going through this. Well, because and it, it really be, makes a difference to have that community. And it would be impossible, though, without help from you guys and people, these other four people that are, that are willing to help. Because uh, there's just a lot to coaching people through this and mm-hmm, making it meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I can't really do it yeah. by myself, you know. Right. Yeah. But because of, you know, we're getting ready to launch this thing. Uh, I've been reviewing testimonies of people that do hard yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, really this, this gets into wisdom because wisdom is a thing of the heart. We've been talking about wisdom, you know, lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I say this sometimes, I'll say, you know, what I have on the crusades, you know, around the world seen pretty much every miracle in the New Testament. Most of them I have seen dozens of times. Some of them I probably have seen maybe a hundred times, you know. But the interesting thing is I get more consistent phenomenal uh, testimonies from people that do heart work that connect to God for themselves, not through me laying hands on them, Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. through anybody else, but just them and God meeting and connecting in their own heart. And so I'm kind of like overflowing with just incredible uh, inward joy and happiness right now at what's happening in the lives of people. And you guys do heart work with people all the time. Because then it isn't a codependent thing. It doesn't be, right. it just becomes you 
finding experience and knowing Jesus. You know, I was recently going through some some notes that we had taken in the past, and it was just that abundant life. Abundant life is not the goal. It just happens to be part of the reward or part of the process yeah. of just knowing God. And yeah. when we when we make it our ultimate goal to just know God and experience Him on that moment-by-moment, moment, daily basis, where He's so personal. And this is the other thing I'm yep. finding with heart work with people, is that Jesus expresses Himself differently to me than He yep. does to another person. Because I, I call Him my Jesus, because my Jesus knows me and knows what will make me feel safe. He knows what makes me, helps me to experience wisdom. But, but you know, Jim, with your particular thought behavior patterns and with your mind and how you, what makes you passionate and excited, you know, he is Jesus to you in a way because he designed you. He knows exactly how yep. to love you yep. in a way that is so personal. I just love that. Yeah, because, you know, so many times, and I mean, we all will receive ministry encouragement from other people, but so many times all a person is getting from us is a description of of how God's expressing love to us, but that's really not how they would it's want it expressed to them. It's not going to be the same. No, no. Because he's going to express it to them in their heart the way that they need to experience it so they become the most motivated, passionate, healed, yes. and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Because Jim, you, Jim and like Bob loves to be challenged and intrigued, and I just yeah. want to have mm -hmm. fun, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, there was that Christian song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> but you know, you know, we've been talking about being the wisdom of God. And, yes. And, and the interesting thing about this is we're not talking about learning the wisdom of God. We're not talking about acquiring the wisdom of God as, mm. if, it's, as if it's some type of intellectual <laughs> proprietary ownership that, you know, that we reach some kind of place where suddenly, okay, now mm -hmm. I'm wise. Uh, mm -hmm. because that's doing, that's, that, that's not being, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, being wisdom does absolutely get down to knowing how to live out of your heart. How to, mm -hmm. you know, we all actually live out of our heart, but we don't do it deliberately. Right. We, right. We, we have all these beliefs. We don't even know why we're doing what we're doing, but when you deliberately start living out of your heart, then, then it shifts from this thing of doing to being. Mm -hmm. And so, and so wisdom, the kind of wisdom that God wants and, and the kind of wisdom that God wants to give us is, is the wisdom that literally comes from the mouth of God. It's not, it's not wisdom like here's the plan. Here's the 10 steps that you're going to take. Right. And, and here's what you got to watch out for. And, you know, you know, here's, here's, you know, da, 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 all of these strategic things. There's nothing wrong with strategy. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not saying that, but when the Lord is your shepherd, the only step, because you, because when you're experiencing him in your heart is so intimate, you feel so safe that really the only step that you're concerned about is the next one. Yeah, I don't need I don't need steps five through ten right now. All I need is to have that sense of safety that wherever God is leading to me, I don't need an explanation. You see, eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil says I have to have the information and I'm gonna evaluate it. Wow. I'm gonna see. Yeah. 
if I think this is this is good direction or not. So God, mm-hmm. you got to give me all the steps I got to take. So I'm going to evaluate mm-hmm. this, and then I'll let you know, God, if uh, I'm going to let you be God in this situation. <laughs> but that's it's so true because we want the yeah. control. We want to have our the, the knowledge part of us wants to have that that just knowing that I need to know those five to 10 steps. And I think that's probably what's changed the most in me in particular, because I like that plan. And the Lord knows I love a plan. So he makes me feel the safety that he has the plan. He says, will you trust me that I have the plan? And, And when I can just move into that and, and get into that safety, boy, you just said that so well just now. Well, and you know, this, I think we talked about this in a recent podcast, this kind of, really points to where our faith is, what we're trusting. We're either trusting the plan or we're mm-hmm. trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, no, 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 I'm trusting the Lord because it's his plan. No. Mm-hmm. If you if you have to have all the steps and you think that that knowledge is going to make you feel safer, then you're really not trusting the Lord. You're trusting whatever you think his plan is. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's why Proverbs Chapter 3, verse 5, everybody quotes this. I don't think anybody actually practices it or believes it very much. But it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. And lean not to your own understandings. And so, and, and oh, and it goes on, verse 6, we got we got to read this one. Uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him, mm-hmm. and, and he will direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Wow. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And so... Mm. So when Jesus is my security, mm-hmm. then I'm, you know, I always think back to, you know, my brother and I had an antagonistic relationship growing up. I've heard, you know, all these stories and I mean, we loved each other, but man, I'm telling you, we, we fought like animals, uh, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, no, for real. I mean, and, and my brother and I, if we got in a fight, it would last all day. You know, we, we, we would, we would fight until, and it was usually me getting, getting the daylights beat out of me. And then he would walk away. And then when I would get up enough energy, and if I could catch him at just the right time, I'd be on him again. You know what I mean? Because like <laughs> I am not giving up. So as 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 difficult and as challenging as this relationship was, one of the interesting things was he would always take up for me. And so if my brother was there and I was in a threatening situation, you know, I wasn't sitting there going, Well, I wonder what he's gonna do. I wonder how he's going to take care of this guy. I didn't really, the strategy was not what made me feel safe. What made me feel safe in a threatening situation was that he was there with me and I knew he was for me. I knew he was going to protect me. Well, that's what, that's what it is with God. Yes. If I'm trusting him, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be safe Mm -hmm. in the fact that he's there with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the plan is only secondary. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. And I was just, I was actually on a plane yesterday for a few hours. And a lot of times I just choose to take those few hours and just meditate, you know. And what I was meditating on yesterday was that, you know, his, the peace treaty of friendship is my safe place. And then I was, and I was reading this decree that was from the Hebrew, from the book of Psalms, but it said that he waters me with wise counsel. My, his intimacy with me is my friendship, but his French is the peace treaty of our friendship together is my safe place. And I just started just, I had the entire visual, that peace treaty that I have of friendship. That is my safe place. When I am that safe, 
I mean, there is literally nothing to fear. There, yeah. I can be so confident and bold and even reckless in my expectations of him because he never disappoints. Yeah. He never shames me. I am so safe with him. I mean, those yeah. just meditate on that, just those few sentences for three hours or something. You, you There's just no description of where that takes you yeah. as, as, as far as that that experience of him, you know? And, and see, when it becomes, you know, it, it, you know this, it says, trust in the Lord with your heart. It doesn't say, you know, it, an intellectual trust in God is separate from a relational trust in God. Mm-hmm. An intellectual trust is only intact as long as you intellectually agree with what you think he's going to do. Right. And you can't predict that. Uh, Whereas I, well, see, the problem is the way the mind works in every situation that we're in, particularly threatening situations, the, the, the mind actually immediately compares this situation and it happens just bam, you know, in a nanosecond, the mind compares this situation to everything you've ever been through. Yes. And so the mind always seeks to find a way out of this, a way to solve this problem based on a past experience. And so that what happens is then when that idea comes about how we're going to get out of this, it's not dynamic. It's not alive. It's not based on all of the variable factors and all the people involved in, in, in this scenario and who we know to trust and who we don't know to trust. And, you know, like I tell people in business deals, I don't know what the economy is going to do next week. I don't know. You know, there's all these things we can't know. But, but, so, but so we're trying to get this security from this plan. Well, God is the only one that can lead you through all of these crooked paths and trails and around all the traps you know, I was telling I was telling one of my one of my girls, my, one of my daughters yesterday. We were we were sitting down last night after work. And we were just kind of sharing, you know, new things, you know, that we've been seeing in the Word, you know, and this sort of thing. And um, and I, I was telling her some stories of when I first launched out in ministry, and how that you know I had a good job, and it'd been the first real good job I'd ever had because I'd always been a professional musician, you know, and. Uh, and you know, I was telling her the story about when I, when I, I, I quit my job and just started traveling around the southeastern United States, ministering. And back in those days, there weren't churches, you know. So every everything you did was listening to God, where to go next, yeah. And, and how that you know, spent six or eight weeks on the road. And at every turn, every time I'd completely run out of money, every time it wouldn't really matter. And and me and the guy that I was traveling with, what part of our pact was we will never discuss money. Mm-hmm. If we are ever anywhere and you're broke, I don't know about it. That's what he told me. And he said, and if God speaks to me to go somewhere and you're broke, what you're going to do next is between you and God. <laughs> and so we never discuss money. And, 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 but we also agreed we would never discuss money with the people we were ministering to. If, if something came about, God had to make it happen. It wasn't going to be that mooch faith and drop these hints, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I was just sharing some of that stuff with her and, uh, and just, you know, talking about these lessons of just l- learning that God is faithful, that you, you can trust God yes. through these yes. situations. But having done so many of those adventurous things, 
I learned very quickly that I could not depend on past experience. Because God, since it's, since it's a heart thing, then it's a relationship thing. And since it's a relationship thing, it is based on intimate, trusting communication. It's mm-hmm. all about my ability to hear God and my willingness to obey God. So, so when we look at being wisdom, as opposed to trying to, to, to do wise things, it comes down to this heart thing, which really, you know, we were talking about it just before we started the podcast, which really is it's the, it's a path mm-hmm. because it's not one event. You know, a path has a beginning, it has a process, and it has yes. an end goal to it. Yes. And so wisdom can't be broken down into any of those individual parts. But here's the thing. There are so many variables along this path that if God had to explain them all to me, we would be <laughs> arguing all the time because I don't know what he knows, but I think I know, you know what I'm supposed to do. And I would never be trusting him. I would keep saying, give me a plan that matches something I've done before because I want to feel safe with the information. Right. Forget about feeling safe with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, thinking of the, the path, you know, that is a term that, you know, many, many people use. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, uh, you know, the path I'm on, you know, the path my kid will take, you know, the, the path, you know, the journey that I'm taking and... Mm-hmm. And, and if, if the path isn't working for you, find another path. Yeah. Right. And, and it, tends, it tends to sound as though they have the end goal in mind. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and you defining the path here, the beginning, the process, and then, you know, having that end goal, uh, you know, it seems as though a lot of people are, are simply, uh, this is what I want, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to try and figure out a how bunch to of different there. ways. I'm going to yeah, try yeah. this. And if it doesn't yeah. work, then we try another way. And there's all kinds way. of paths yeah. that, yeah. you know, anyone and everyone can take. Just find your path. Yeah. Well, what's, you know, what's interesting about that is, see, wisdom, and we, we fail to see this. You know, we were taught as New Testament believers to get everything through miracles, which I don't believe is, I don't believe is the process for, for a new covenant believer. I don't, I don't right. see that. You, you can't support that through scripture. Thank yeah. God for miracles when you have to have a miracle when, when, there, when there's nothing else. Yes. But what's interesting, if you read through the book of Proverbs, everything that we're trying to get through miracles, the Bible tells us that the way to get that is by walking this path of wisdom. Yes, yes. I love it. So yes. wisdom promises all of the things we're trying to get through miracles, which means as New Testament believers, we're not working God's plan. Wow. When we have when we have a need in our life, we're working our plan and mixing a little religion in it. And and you know, you know, we've said this on here before. People will see me do things that they think, man, this is a big risk. I'm really nearly never taking a risk. I always go for the sure thing. So if I'm in a situation where I've got the choice between, okay, I'm going to try to get a miracle or I'm going to walk in wisdom. Because mm-hmm. after all, the book of James tells you is that, man, when you're in a situation that's making you strive, it's making you stress, what you need is wisdom. You need mm-hmm. to hear from God and you need to follow his practical 
advice about how to walk out of this situation. Well, you yeah. know something? I don't always have the faith for a miracle. Somebody got somebody got a little upset with me over World Changer Weekend, you know, because I, I, I was saying, look, you know, yeah. back when I fought through this kidney disease, I was, you know, I was 30 years old. I just just gotten married. I was just with the first person in my life that I ever believed loved me. I had high motivation for wanting to live for the first time in my life. You know, if I'd have, if I'd have, if that if I'd have reached the crisis of that kidney disease a year earlier, I wouldn't have lived because I wasn't interested in it. Wow. Life wow. had no appeal whatsoever to me. Wow. I would have been I would have just been like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I don't even know I don't even know if I'd have gone to the hospital. Wow. Uh, I mean that, that's how that's how Yes unappealing life was to me wow and so 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 i'm telling the story and i said but now i said you have to understand today i'm nearly 70 and you know i'm content life has been great you know yes brenda and i still passionate and love but all the variables have changed and i don't know if i face that same situation at this age if i would really have the passion to keep walking it out i, I, you know, I really don't know I probably would, but 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 I don't know. And somebody got pretty, you know you know pretty upset with me about that. Uh, you know, kind of feeling like well, that's kind of a compromise attitude. You know, you know, da, 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 you know, kind of get into a little bit of idealistic thing. And I understand what they're saying, but 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 the truth is, in facing those kinds of situations, I know that I might not have the faith for a miracle, but I always have the faith. To trust and follow God. Yes. Yes. So this means that wisdom can always take me to the place that I don't really have the faith to get a miracle for. And that the Bible doesn't even tell me I need to be seeking a miracle. It told me I need it in these situations to seek wisdom. So in every situation that we face, there's a starting place. Mm. And the starting place really isn't. See, we think the starting place is what do I want? You know, I want this job. I want this husband, this wife, this girlfriend. You know, I, I want this tangible thing that's going to bring me pleasure. If, if that's your starting place, then pursuing your dream will probably destroy you. You know, one of the things that the book of Proverbs, it says it a dozen or a hundred different ways, maybe. Uh, and, and I think in Proverbs first chapter, it just starts off with, is you know that that the Lord can cause us to have wealth and have no trouble added to it. And that word wealth is really just any kind of success, any kind of prosperity. And so the book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. So one of the concepts that we miss about wisdom and about the book of Proverbs is it is showing you how to get to this whatever this good thing is you want, this success, this wealth, this relationship, this, you know, whatever, how to, how to get there and not get destroyed in the process. And it, and it really lays out very simply that, that, that whole journey. But what's interesting is the beginning of your journey, if you're going to walk the path of wisdom, the proverb says very clearly, the fear of the Lord is, is the beginning the of wisdom. Beginning. Mm. Yes. If you start with, this is what I want. Wow. Then you very likely won't find yourself walking the path of wisdom. 
Because wisdom, not only is the practical application, but wisdom always ensures that at the end of this path Mm -hmm. and the pursuit of whatever this is you want, your connection with God, your relationship with God, your trust for God will not be destroyed. Wow, that's so. So That's the starting place profound. The starting has to be the place. fear of the Lord. If we don't understand the fear yes. of the Lord, then yeah. we don't, we don't have, we're, we're not at the right starting place. Whoa. This is a, yeah, this is going to help a lot of people. It's helping me already. And because I know that people want, they want God. They want to find God. They want all of these the benefits of knowing God. Right. That's, that's the abundant people, life. They want Remember the abundant said, life. People are seeking the abundant life because we quote that scripture. I came to give you abundant life. Are you living the abundant life? Living the abundant life. And it's like, you know, the abundant life is amazing. Great. Yeah, yeah. for and sure. Then, and then people are always trying to measure yeah. how much abundance are you in in right. comparison to my abundance. But the thing is that knowing God, or we can maybe even start to say fearing God, there's going to be abundant life in yeah. on that path. It's going to just be along the path. Okay, so I was, I was reading Isaiah 8, and it said this, because it really caught my attention. I don't remember what verse, but it was Isaiah 8, and it said, And then the Lord said to me, in the strongest of terms. So I'm like, okay, I'm listening. You know what I mean? When mm. the Lord says this, in the strongest of terms, don't think like everybody else. Yep. Don't think that there's just going to be this. There's, don't think about this. Don't think That's about right, this. Right. It's, and it just says, just fear the Lord and don't fear anything else. Yep. And I was like, yep. whoa, what a scripture. Because the Lord basically said in the strongest of terms, don't fear anything, just fear me. Don't think like everybody else. You know, when you think about fear, we go to a, 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 maybe a technical or literal translation, uh, but it's not really an interpretation and that's mm-hmm. something we always have to remember there's a difference between a translation and an interpretation hmm. so fear you know yeah, okay fear is the dread of something happening to you the expectation mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of ways you can say it but that's that's not really the full picture because fear is always the dread or expectation of loss on some level i'm gonna lose my mm-hmm. life I'm going to lose my money. I'm going to lose my retirement. I'm going to lose my family. In other words, uh, uh, I mean, I understand that a person can have a phobia. And in in a phobia, you have a sense of fear and anxiety that has no basis in reality. That's the, you know, that's the difference between a fear and a phobia. A -hmm. fear is based on, you know, something. So I, I do understand you can psychologically be at a place where you just have fear, but it's still all about loss. The fear mm-hmm. of something bad happening to me is the fear of loss, the loss of my life, you know, this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways to understand the fear of the Lord starts by saying, okay, what are you afraid of losing? What are you afraid this is going to cost you? And you find out a lot about what your values are Mm. when you kind of write down the things that you fear losing and you, and you put them kind of in a priority. Mm-hmm. And because, because if I prioritize the fear of what I'm afraid of losing, I, I actually now know what I value and what I value the most. You know, there are mm. people that are more afraid of losing their job than they are their wife. 
Really? Well, sure. Now, they wouldn't say that. They would, you know, so sometimes to get to the truth, you have to, you have to look at, okay, the only way I can know what I value is pretty much where do I put my time? What do I make sacrifices for? You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, the guy that's saying to his wife, you know, get off my back about working so much. I'm just doing this for the family. And she's saying, look, I'm not going to live like this forever. Right. Well, really, he may not understand this about himself, but he is more afraid of losing his job than he is of losing his family. Because if that's what you make your sacrifices for, if that's what you give your time to, if that's what is your priority, your priority is not what you say it is. Your priority is where you put the emphasis, where you put the focus, you know, know, that kind of thing. And so it's amazing how most of us are completely deceived about what we're afraid of losing. So the fear of the Lord is, and we know that this is the way the ancient Hebrews looked at it. That, you know, I know several podcasts back, we talked about, you know, a literal translation would be an awe, a respect that leads to love and worship. That's pretty good. I mean, that, that's more positive yeah. because most people think of the fear of the Lord as afraid he's going to hurt me. Well, yeah. you know, the apostle, the apostle John told us, if you're afraid he's going to hurt you, then really you're not really in a love relationship with him. You're, you're not experiencing his love and you're not giving love. You're not, you're not in that place of a relationship. So, so evidently, fear, the fear of the Lord can't be the fear of him hurting me. No. Because John says, no, no, you're misunderstanding him. So then, so if fear is what I'm afraid of losing, then this falls into the concept that the ancient Hebrews had of the thing that I am most afraid of is losing what I have with God. Now, immediately from a theological position, anybody that believes, and I'm not against these doctrines, I'm just against how they play out. So if a person is a Calvinist, they believe in once saved, always saved, well, they're immediately going to say, well, I don't ever have to be afraid of that. Well, that's an illogical person you can't have a realistic discussion about because they're not approaching God on the basis of a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I went through a couple of years of someone actually literally trying to have me killed, I can tell you this, I never, I mean, the one thing I didn't want to ever be, I did not want to be in that situation and lose my intimate connection with God because I avoided every trap by what God spoke in my heart. And I mean, I had had several attempts made on me and I survived all of them. Because you just heard that still small voice, that yeah. worship. I mean, that whisper in your heart, yeah. go here, go there, don't do this. Yeah. So even if you say, well, you know, I believe in once saved, always saved. I'm not against that. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm not for it. I'm just saying, how does that play out in your life? So even if you believe that, you do have to realize because this is a relationship, you can do damage to this relationship and you lose, even though God doesn't change, you lose your capacity. You lose that connection, your capacity to hear. Mm-hmm. So the fear of the Lord is the thing I fear most. You know, my, I have a good friend, a doctor that I do a lot of work with. We do a lot of ex- health experiments together. And, uh, and uh, you know, he was telling me one day, it's like, it's like 
you know, one day he was just aggravated and just told God, just like, leave me alone. You know, just, 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 just leave me alone. Just stop telling me this stuff. And he said, you know, about 30 seconds of feeling like he was detached from God's presence. He said, man, it was like an eternity in hell. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, and he didn't, he didn't have the proper definition. He didn't know this was a language thing, but it's like his highest priority and his greatest fear was, I don't ever want to be there again. I don't ever want to be where I can't hear and sense and feel God's safety and love and presence and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of wisdom, before I go down any path, I have to say, now, if I, if I pursue this, if I, if I make this journey, at the end of this journey, is my connection with God going to be enhanced? Or is my connection with God going to even run the risk of being damaged. And that's, that's where I've got to be honest. It's like, okay, is there greed working in me? Is there lust working in me? You know, am, am I willing to sh- take shortcuts on this path? And, and, you know, I've taken those shortcuts. I've made all those failures and I know what it feels like to get your heart affected and you're struggling to be able to, to, to trust yourself with God again. Mm-hmm. And everybody, if they're honest, has been down that path. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, so, I realize that I don't need to start down any path unless number one, I'm I'm absolute that I do not want this more than I want this connection with God. Because if I do, and God says anything to me, He directs me in any way that I don't understand or that I fear will keep me from getting what I want, I'll ditch God. And keep pursuing the thing that I want. Wow. This is, I think this is going to help a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Help me. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a look, and I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. Okay. And it says, trust in the Lord completely, and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. You know, that's yeah. that's that's the way it's beginning. Yep. And I think our opinions get us in a lot of trouble. Oh, absolutely. And 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 you know, with our opinions, but then also those opinions are leading into the decision. And if we can start with, you know, exactly what we're talking about here, oh about gosh. that relationship. Yeah, yeah. If, I'm able then to lay down my opinions because my relationship means more than my opinions. Yeah. Speaking of the translation, yeah. the, the Passion Translation, I was reading Proverbs in the Passion Translation recently, and it said, the fool is in love with his own opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the, in love with his opinions. The Amplified Bible says it like this, you know, the fool delights in airing his own opinions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of opinions in my life. Uh, boy, me too. <laughs> a lot. And when I look back laughing, at them, I think we're all laughing at ourselves right now. Oh, my God. When I look back at them, I'm really thankful that uh, that dozens and dozens and dozens of messages recorded on tape got erased. <laughs> got thrown away. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you stop and think about it. See, 
the abundant life, and there's a lot of synonyms in the New Testament, are there, and there's a lot of overlapping realities, but, but, you know, the abundant life represents us being able to live like man lived in the garden. Now, externally, it's not going to happen till, till Jesus comes and New Jerusalem is set up here on planet Earth. But internally, we, we can live in Eden, you know, every, every single day internally. So the kingdom of God, that whole concept, it, it applies everything Jesus taught about the kingdom of God. Really, it's talking about, you know, pursuing the, whatever we're pursuing in life from this perspective of how we relate to the king, you know, maintaining that connection, that trust to the king. And, you know, the first, uh, in my estimation, and this is what I always tell people, that uh, uh, the first rule of the kingdom is you have to want this more than you want anything else. And so since the kingdom isn't just the realm, it's, it's, it's the realm wherein you have a connection to the king, in some ways, that is an indirect reference to this whole concept of the fear of God. And it is the whole concept of wisdom because wisdom, I, I, you, you immediately in your not your human psyche and thinking and the way that our patterns of brain waves, we think we got to have wisdom is just by memorizing and knowing and knowing all the yep. the facts about wisdom. You know, knowing right. all the facts, knowing all the facts, knowing all the facts. When 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 we talk about wisdom being a path, it is more like I just want to be in love with wisdom. Like we yep. talked about being in love with your own opinion. You just have to treasure it and want it and desire it and make it your absolute top desire. Yeah. Well, and and that's, then, what, that's what Proverbs tells you to do. Yeah. Seek it like more than you'd seek anything else in the world. Yeah. But then people immediately want to go to their mind and say, well, how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I do it? How do I seek wisdom? And, and, so and again, it's by loving it. <laughs> because, because wisdom comes from the mouth of the Lord, if I'm going to love wisdom, I've got to love God. I've got to love intimacy with God. I've got to love this connection with God. You know, in the book of James, it, it, it juxtaposes the wisdom that's from above, that's pure, mm -hmm. peace-loving, full of good works, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and it juxtaposes that against the wisdom from below, which is sensual, carnal, demonic. And see, the most people are seeking a wisdom that says, I want to know what to make me win. Mm. In, in other words, what's going to get me what I want? Well, James says that this wisdom comes from, from selfish ambition. And, it, and that when you move to the place of selfish ambition, uh, it says, it says that, that's where you've got confusion and something else, and every evil work. So, so, so when I move to that place of selfish ambition, all I want is what I want. Then I'm moving to that place. I want to just be shrewd. I just want, you know, I want to be shrewd. I want to be the, I want to be the guy that navigates all this. I want to be the guy that wins over somebody else. This is not peaceable. It's not kind. It does not, it's not full of the fruit of the spirit. It, 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 it's not going to keep me connected to God. It's going to have no respect for anybody else or how they come out is just going to get me what I want. And sadly, I don't think people do intentionally, but sadly, that's pretty much what people are praying for God to show them how to do. Show me how to win. Show me how to get what I want. And uh, you know what? Uh, 
you can always figure out a way to get what you want. You just don't know who you're going to be when you get it. Yeah. And I'm just going to reference our, the previous podcast when you were speaking about Moses mm-hmm. and he would meet with God, you know, face to face. And you, 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 you talked about the, the intimate relationship that, the, that that represents, you know, the kissing of the lips even. And you were speaking about where there is love, you know, in the relationship, mm-hmm. that there's a download of information yep. without explanation. Yep. You know, you know with, with Audrey and myself, you know, with others, you know, when we're in that relationship. And I, and I think that's what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the path and with the wisdom and with regards to the king and his kingdom. Yeah. I want this more than anything. Right. So in that relationship... My heart is going to be full with a download of information of belonging, of yep. being accepted, yeah. of being righteous, you know, of, of being loved. It's going to be that download yep. of, 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 of knowing in my heart that brings the rest yep. in the path. But another example, Jim, that you've I've spoken of in, in, in times past about the path in the mountain and and how you know a lot of times we we concentrate so much on the path but the path isn't the mountain right, right. yeah the mountain is right. the path the right. path is the mountain yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 did i say that right yeah. the path is just the process yes yeah. it just is it's where we walk to get to the mountain without being hurt without being destroyed and without getting obsessed with the path you know mhm 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 We are all sitting here, like literally sinking it in. Like I am. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a little bit of silence because no, seriously, actually, there's not. You know, uh, um, God, there's so many things were running through my mind. It's hard to focus on mm-hmm. any one yes, of them. You I know, think o- so. over in Psalm, over in Psalm 37, it says uh, in verse three, "Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in mm-hmm. the land. Feed on His faithfulness. Yeah. Delight yourself also in the Lord." You know. When the Bible, sometimes when you see that word delight, it, it's a feminine, it, it's in the feminine gender. You mm-hmm. wouldn't think mm-hmm. that that would be. And, and, and it's talking about walking deli- delicately before God. And, and you know, walking, del- when I think about the feminine sense of walking del- delicately before God, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, I'm walking delicately because I, I, I want to be where you know, where I hear that still small voice. I want to be where I don't exert myself. You know, uh, not forceful. Yeah, not forceful. Yeah. You know, when I I was young, I didn't try to be a controller. I really wasn't a controller. I was just forceful. Mm -hmm. And, And if I was around passive people, they would give up their choices just because I was, just because I had a choice and they, and they dreaded disagreeing with me. You know what I mean? And uh, You said that very well. And so, uh, so, so you know, you're I kind just, of describing our son right now. Our 16 year old is like that. I just despise control and I despise any, in any relationship. And I'm always saying to people, if I don't know them well, it's like, now look, I'm not trying, I am not trying to force my opinion on you. You know, I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm saying something, yeah. but I, but I always fear, not, not fear in the you know, really negative sense. I, I'm, I'm always aware of the fact 
that if I'm not careful, if I'm not paying attention to that other person and reading their body language and, you know, that, that I could impose myself into the situation so much mm-hmm. that they stop expressing their own opinion and just kind of go along with me, but just, just because, just because they don't want to disagree with me or, or, or whatever. Right, right. And, but and you know you have the gift. Like, you could do that yeah. if you chose to. But but I don't want that kind of relationship. No. I don't no. want to be so self-imposed or, or, or so overwhelming to a person that they can't tell me their opinion or disagree with me. Well, the thing is, we can do that with God. You know, we forget that, you know, one of God's names is feminine. You know, God has God has, has names that are that that present the male aspect of Him, and He has names that present the female aspect of Him. Now stop and think about it. in the female aspect of Him, that's the nurturing. Mm-hmm. That's the I'm going to gather you like a hen. You know, gathers her chicks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of it. I'm gonna, so I can't live in God's protection. I can't live in God's nurturing if. If I am being so forceful to him that it it it, it shuts him down, you said, "But God's not going to be shut down." Oh yeah, that's why the Bible tells you don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And so, so so this kind of goes back to this fear of the Lord. I want I want in every situation to keep myself where I do not force my opinion. Yeah. into this thing with God mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I'm always my heart is staying soft and open enough to him that at the slightest little hint I'm going to recognize he's trying to take me in another direction I'm going to recognize he's trying to say something that I'm going to have to stop talking to be able to hear and to be able to recognize I'm Man, really, I'm just really enjoying yeah but I'm, I'm liking the softness you know, yes. of this episode yeah with regards to understanding, a better understanding of the fear of the Lord, because it is, you know, as as Scripture says so clearly, it is the beginning of wisdom. So if I'm going to, you know, seek the wisdom of God or know the wisdom of God, it's it's that it's that gentle invitation into the most loving, fulfilling, safe relationship you could ever have. And when I so it's not yeah. even that you know. As much I'm going to impose or force my opinion on God, neither will He Never. Right. force His way right. on you. No, mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful dynamic mm-hmm. of give and take and living and receiving and giving. It's all the the beautiful things of what a relationship represents. Well, you know, and I'll just hit this real quick because I know we're about out of time. But, right. But you know, it goes back to something we talked about in the past. You know, in the Hebrew, there's four words for love. In the Greek, there's three. And that fourth kind of love that it talks about in the Hebrew is, is the reciprocal love. You know, we talked, we talked about that before, how that, you know, the reciprocal love is where a person enters into the relationship, where a person is receiving and giving back love, and, and the person has a <clears throat> value for the relationship. Now, in the New Testament, since there's not a Greek word for that, then they will either use multiple words or the context as itself will describe that. Right. And so, you know, um, uh, when you see the word like love perfected or love completed, according to what translation Mm -hmm. you read, 
those two words are brought together to describe this love that is about two parties coming together and and two parties giving and receiving and being open. You know, you know, I, I, I'm convinced, and I misunderstood this to some degree. I un, well, let me say this way: I, I had the concept, I didn't have the language to explain it. Mm-hmm. But you know, we have this thing. See about the agape love of God. Mm-hmm. Well, agape love is is a love that is number one. It is based solely on actions. And that's all. So God, because of his character, he has agape love for all of us. In other words, he's always going to be patient. He's always going to be kind. He's always mm-hmm. going to be long-suffering. You know, he's always going to be, you know, all of the all of these things. Yes, yes. But that is not relational love. And so many people misunderstand the New Testament and think that this agape love even though they are not intimate with God, even though they are not as in love with him as he is with him, even though they're not seeking intimacy, that because he has this love for God, that they get the same benefits yes. that Jesus yeah. described to those who abide, to those who are mm-hmm. friends, to those, you know, to those basically who are, who are pursuing him just like he's pursuing them. Yes. And so, and so again, this comes back to, this whole idea of, of the fact that it, it is all about intimacy. It's all about us turning to him. He's our first choice. He's our first response in every, in every situation. You know, God, I, I, you know, you know, I want this, you know, this is, I, you know, this is what I'm feeling like I, yes. I would like to do. So, but you get intimate with him. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to hear your, I want to hear what you got to say about it. See, you know, I, one of the things I learned from Brendan, I've told this story so many times, but you know, when we first got married, man alive, we faced so many incredible challenges. You know, I adopted her kids, so so I suddenly had kids in my life that they didn't know me. They only knew an abusive father, and mm-hmm. so so every every time I would say anything, they thought, well, this is going to be trouble because that's what they had before, and. Uh, and, you know, I was kind of working from a logic that said, you know, I've never hurt you. I've never done anything to you. Why are you, acting, why are you treating me this way? And, uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, more than once, you know, man, the kids would do something. I'd be like, I'm dealing with this. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm taking this in hand. And Brenda would be like, Jim, you need to think about this. If you do this, what's it going to do to your relationship with the kids? Man, I'm telling you what. Those became words to live by and became words that I eventually saw from a biblical perspective and and was able to understand it. You know, I had a real life scenario that made me understand the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. So, you know, so, so in that same situation, I learned that when I start down any path, you know, one of the questions I've got to ask is, all right. What's it, how's this going to affect me and God? How's this going to affect my ability to hear from him? You know, is, is that relationship with him more important than anything else I want at all? And that's the beginning yeah. of wisdom. That's right. And as because if said, you don't care about that, yeah, then like I say, then you're going to try to be shrewd, slick, smart, you know, what yeah. calculating just to get what you want. Right. And I think that's a new concept for me, you guys, is that, you know, yes, God loves unconditionally. Yes, he has agape love. And so the fact that um, I'm going to 
I think a lot of people take advantage of that in their own yeah. thoughts and they think, you know what, I'm going to get the same benefits of anyone who believes in God because I will benefit from his love. I don't have to be intimate unless it, I need to or I feel like I need to, you know, and, and, but the thing is, but when, as you said, but when we mm-hmm. turn to him as our first choice, when he's always our first response, when we're intimate with him, always wanting to know his thoughts, then we get to the place of this continuum of giving, mm-hmm. receiving, this flow yep. where we continually experience being love, in love. And our yeah. love is deepening. Our love yeah. is deepening and we're experiencing yeah. agape love. Yeah. And, and I like exactly what you're saying here, Audrey, because I think too often we try, and this is going back to how we began the podcast, we try to figure it all out. We just yeah. want to get the right answers. We want to be able to fill in the blank. Yeah. You know, I've got I've got God figured out. I understand, you know, him and I understand what he's doing, you know, how it's all going to end, what Jesus did. All, you know, I can I can, you know, talk about this. Yeah. But then do I really have the relationship? Oh. Yeah. Uh, you know, am I really experiencing that as my reality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and that's that is the invitation, and I, I I just love you know just how this marries together you know um, what people would describe the Old Testament and the New you, yeah you know it just marries together you, you, God as He is because He has forever loved us and has forever been pursuing us yeah and and wanting this relationship with us. Yep. And it just and, and all of a sudden this is there's a new depth to that one sentence. The fear of God is the beginning yep. of wisdom. Like now this this conversation that we've had, yeah. this beautiful conversation that we've had in this last hour, that suddenly has become more rich to me than it's ever been before. Yeah. Because the mm. fear of God is the beginning. Because mm. then it just starts this an amazing adventure, this incredible deep relationship, love relationship that we have with him. Yeah. If you do this, what will it do to the relationship? Well, Audrey, we'll still be married. You know, she'll probably forgive me, you know, or, you know, whatever it might be. Right. But boy, it could really cause some pain. But is it good? You know, and and separation. But what can I choose where the relationship will be deepened, where there will be more safety than there's ever been before? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Wow. You know, maybe, maybe next week we can talk about the path. We talked about the beginning. Yeah, we did talk about the beginning. So maybe next week we can say, okay, well, then what's the process? What's the, the journey? Process. What, what's the path look okay. like, you know? Okay. And then maybe the next week we'll go to the end. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we are not going to make promises <laughs> because we never know where our little path is going to take us on these podcasts. Absolutely. We can, we can call these the path podcasts because we don't, we don't even know. Well, <laughs> I just, and, and our listeners are the pathfinders. They, yeah, 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 yeah. they just have to figure out the path as we yeah. as we follow it. Every they day. are patient enough to do this with us, you guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for doing just being that kind of. And, and what an exercise, even for mm. our listeners, to look at today. You know where you spoke about. You know, fear carries that sense of loss. You know, am I yeah. going to lose something? What an exercise to be able to yes. go through and just mm-hmm. take an, and an just inventory take an, yes. of the heart. You know, and make mm-hmm. a list, and you'll begin to discover. Yeah. You know, what do you really value? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was. And powerful. would you be willing to lay that down for the sake of powerful. the relationship? Mm-hmm. Jim, you've been so profound you, today. Well, you, you know what? It's, it's easy to seem profound, 
when all you're doing is repeating what's in the Bible, you know, you can't, you can't really, you can't really take any credit for it. You're just, I'm plagiarizing God. <laughs> there you go. What a concept. <laughs> Listeners, we want to thank you for everything. Yes. And uh, thank you. Go to livetransform.com to get a bunch of product if you want to go deeper on any of these. Mm-hmm. And um, we and will... also, to, you know, follow follow through with, with regards to Impact Unlimited. Yes. It's, it's an entire new program it, that is taking place. Make sure that you take advantage oh. of that soon. And let me say this to our listeners, anyone who becomes a part of Impact Unlimited will get the opportunity to be a part of a private Facebook group where where I, you guys, four other coaches, where we will coach them through Essential Heart Physics for, for a month. I love it. Good. That's great. All right. We're All good. Right. Thanks, right. Jim. Love Thanks, you, everyone. Jim. Love you, our Have listeners. Have a wonderful day. Peace to your heart, y'all.